The trademarked Asian friend group is a phenomenon to behold. It is the new internet craze and everybody on the clock app is talking about it. And if you didn't know, imagine a really Asian friend group that's stereotypical in every way possible, that's shown as toxic in every way possible, and it's just overall not a good look for any Asian out there today. But it really intrigued me how we see everybody talk about these friend groups and they talk about their past experiences in these friend groups, but they all kind of have the same perspective. And I know there's more than one side to this story. So I reached out to six different people and you're going to hear six different perspectives about Asian friend groups trademark on this episode. And these perspectives are really unique and you will not get this anywhere else. I can assure you that much. Their perspectives are very surprising compared to the rest of the internet, and it really just shows you how everyone's perspective is different and nothing on the internet is 100% true all the time. So, I'm not going to talk anymore. We can just jump right in. Hey, I'm Dion. I'm Filipino. I've been in multiple of these group chats, so... It's going to be fun talking about. You have a lot of experience under your belt? Yes. Yes, lots of experience. Do, can you give us, like, a number answer? Like, just the number of group chats that I've been in? Mm-hmm. Just, like, an mm-hmm. estimate. Don't don't get too uh... into it. You're like, oh, I'm 50. <laughs> like, five-ish. That's, okay, that's, yeah, that's a good that's amount. Not, that's a good amount. It's, not, yeah, it's yeah. not bad, but it's not too much, you know? <laughs> so, the first topic... What do you think is so stereotypical or taboo about the Asian friend group phenomenon? Because a lot of people on the clock app, because this was a trending topic, they're mm-hmm. all describe the Asian friend group as kind of the same thing. So what do you think is so repetitive about each one? So it's usually mostly like East Asian and Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, all of them have like similar interests. Which is, I think, is fine. Like for for friend group because you know, no similar interests, no relationship at all. So, right. So they all like have that sort of hashtag oh seven hashtag boba hashtag keshi sort of vibe. You know, mm-hmm. they all like the same music. So it's really just like copy and paste of every single person <laughs> and just put them in a, in the same place. That's what I'm seeing. Usually, that's what I've been seeing in my experience. Mm-hmm. you know what it kind of reminds me of mm. um seeing like kind of a group of like an asian friend group irl it reminds yeah. me of like of like um no it's not a, it's not a fraternity it's um a sorority, sorority? yeah <laughs> <laughs> like those really really stereotypical ones i mean okay but like i also think like sometimes it could be a fraternity if there's enough that's true. Testosterone in one place. <laughs> it becomes a fraternity. It's a... I was going to try to combine the words sorority and fraternity, but they're pretty much the same word. Anyway, um, what clicks would you use to describe these people based on your experiences? Or, like, do you, like what clicks do you think they are in? Or what clicks like, have they created, you think? Okay, so from what I've seen at school... One click for sure is like the untouchables, right? Yeah, for sure. The high GPA, 
sort of thing at the same time they're doing like they just look attractive and then <laughs> and then if you talk to them about it they're just like no what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> but i feel like from other people's judgments like other people's like viewpoints it's it seems as they are like the untouchables you know mm-hmm. me included i see them as like that too <laughs> And then, You're just like the the token person in the in the group chat. <laughs> Almost. Oh, okay. Well, there's there's uh, there's certain groups that I would put them in. Like usually, there's like the partiers, like always partying. The people that mm-hmm. are like always hanging out together. The the nerds. Like I feel like they could really fit anywhere, mm-hmm. depending on like there's certain interests mm-hmm. but you know yeah yeah i want to get back to what you were talking about the untouchables because and the fact that you were talking about how they can really fit anywhere because weirdly i feel like they do it all in a sense like they're untouchable mm-hmm. in their academic sense in the academic sense but they're also untouchable in like the physical attractiveness sense yes yes for sure yeah, because people are going to see them, right? There's like, oh, they have beautiful skin. They're really smart, too. Like, they're so they're super attractive. At the same time, they're taking, like, all AP classes. Mm-hmm. Has a beautiful transcript. <laughs> kind of pisses me off. But, <laughs> you know, it's like they can also fit anywhere because of, like, their interests, too. Like, I know for sure, like, the K-pop community you know that's obviously big in the asian community so if there's obviously going to be friend groups around that Mm -hmm. and then they just talk about k-pop all the time it's just like it it makes um makes that community bigger Mm -hmm. i I don't know how to say that no yeah i totally see where you're going with that but like past the idea of having them having common interests and like Mm -hmm. Because they have common interests, they obviously make friends and become a group. But because of that, do you think that they can have genuine connections as, like, a friend group? I mean, yeah, for sure. 100%. Because, like, in my experience, it's like everyone sort of cares about each other. And it's like... But there's also the opposite, where people just, like, talk shit all the time, like, behind each other's backs and, like, in the group chat, like, in the main group chat, you know what I mean? Like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hi, how are you? But in, like, in, like, the the stowaway group chats or, like, the like the, the branches, because mm-hmm. obviously, if you have a big enough group, certain members are going to be, like, closer to each other than mm-hmm. the actual, like, whole group itself, then they're just going to talk shit about other people. So, like, the quality of the people rather than the quantity, because... It, yeah, for sure. So, it's, yeah. like, that. I mean, like, I feel like that's it for, like, every friend group, right? Right. As long as, like, these people get along and these people, like, actually care about each other, care about each other, then it's, like, a, it's, like, it's okay, you know? But then it's, like, once people, like, a whole bunch of people get, like, so much people, mm-hmm. like, it's, like, piled in, then it's just, like, you know... Like, there's, I know for sure there's some people in the group chat that I'm cool with, but I don't talk to. Mm. Like, I like <laughs> rarely. So, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, um, mutuals, like, just mutuals come out of it, you think? 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to talk about any personal experiences you had that are just really memorable? Uh, really memorable. Good or bad? I've been in a few of these group chats. Um, specifically, like, I feel like you're going to talk about this later in the episode, but, like, the mutuals group chat. Mm-hmm. So, a whole bunch of shit happened there. I'm sure you know. <laughs> Definitely a negative experience because it was, like, it was, like, for no reason, too. It was just more of, like, yeah. A, yeah, you know what I mean? It was, like, it came out of nowhere. I had no idea what the hell was happening half the time. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bro, blah, blah, blah is such a bitch. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> there was someone on TikTok talking about this, but they were, like, these friend groups pop out of nowhere and they grow really fast. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like basically I feel like that's what you're referring to because for sure. And then it's just like they can not even like interest, but like similar experiences too. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna say any names, but I know for <laughs> sure in my group chat, there's a lot of people that don't like one specific person. If they specifically like have been through the same experience, they're gonna be put together for sure. You know, right. The stuff with like the whole dating part with the group chats. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, in my experience, <laughs> people are in and out of a group chat based on like how their relationship is with mm-hmm. one specific person. You know, it's like they get added and then they get taken away eventually. Someone else gets added, you know. Thank you, Mr. Dion. Yes, thank you for having me, Matthew. Of course, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to cut, <laughs> to cut out everything. <laughs> cut it out. Put it at the end. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Bye, Dion. Bye. Okay. Okay. Do you just want to go? Just like introduce yourself. Okay. Hello, I'm Jiwon. I'm Korean. Um, I'm from South Korea. I'm in the U.S., so it's like 2 o'clock. Yeah. I'm in... Well, I'm on the West Coast, so it's 12 a.m. So oh, I'm on the if East Coast. either of us sound groggy, don't don't mind that. Oh, yeah. It's just tiring. Yeah. Late night thoughts. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first kind of topic, subtopic, what do you think is so stereotypical or taboo about the Asian friend group phenomenon? Um, It's like... I think they're like genuinely happy, you know, because mm-hmm. like through each other's like culture, I guess. Mm-hmm. I feel like we bond more easily because, like, back in the old days, we were like left out, you know. Right. Yeah, because they're like all white people and like oh black people, like they're grouping each other. Asian people are just usually the left out people, but now it's like we're the cool ones. Like mm-hmm. we just like make our own bond, and I feel like we're like. As we group up, we're just genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally see that because you already have that intrinsic cultural connection before anything. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. So you already. And have it's like it's like similar background, you know. Right. And like similar upbringings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you think? Um, I'm sure you've seen this within the Asian friend group phenomenon, but a lot of these groups are mainly or exclusively just like East Asian. If you know what I'm talking about. So, oh, like Japanese, Asian, uh, Chinese right. people in Korea? 
Yeah. Um, so do you think, wait, what was even my question? What was I going to say? Um, <laughs> guys, this is the first segment we're recording for this episode and I do not know what I'm talking about, but do you think that's why they click so easily and why everyone, like everyone in the group is mostly East Asian because they have that same upbringing, I guess. Um, like back in the days, I feel like it was the East Asian, but now it's like more of like what's it called west asian you know like uh mm-hmm. filipino vietnamese what is it Com- cambodians mm-hmm. i forgot the people but i'm sorry i'm sorry no, you're but good. Like, you, know, you know you know you know what i mean <laughs> like you know it's like more diverse now mm-hmm. i feel like it opened a new door where everyone can like connect through right. online it's like so much easier with online now mm-hmm. like if it feels like um like like, like in person, then it's so much harder because, like, what if you're like scared or insecure about yourself, so you can't really walk to them. Mm-hmm. But, so like, it's like more freeing to talk online. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I feel like if you're online, like through Instagram, like, you, did you ever like figure if you like look at some random Asian person and you just somehow know them, you have like mutual connection with them? Yes. Like, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly it's like so cool but it's like online through online i feel like it's so much easier to approach mm-hmm. that's the word approach so while i was looking into this topic i was there were a lot of people saying that like these groups kind of just like like they they pop up out of nowhere and there's no like um precursor like there's um there, there's no like pre-stages of a friend group um in the asian friend group phenomenon i guess it's like they all just come together really quickly so my question for you is like do you think that these asian friend groups can have genuine connection past the initial like cultural connection yeah either online or in person like it doesn't matter what kind of race you are it's like as a person like people Mm -hmm. can genuinely connect i feel like right so it's more based on personality yeah, I feel like it doesn't really make a base on like, I mean, if if you're like same skin color, I guess you're kind of easier. It's like easier to connect. But even though you're like different, like what Vietnamese and Korean, it's like even though you're different ethnicity, like you're same Asian, so it's like easier to connect. Mm-hmm. And plus, it's it's more of like time and bond. You know, it's like about bonding and trust. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because, like, there would be times where, like, we would stay up until, like, like 2, 3, 4 a.m. talking about the most out, like... (laughs) The most random things. No, yeah. Can you talk about some of your personal experiences in these groups? Either good, bad, interesting, memorable, whatever. I feel like, um, um, I have a good and bad because I have a group chat called Abortion Survivor where I have... Vietnamese people, have uh-huh. Korean, Japanese, I think. Yeah. And I got like this one person named uh Adrian. He's very diverse, but I think he's multiple. Well, this group is like I think we've been close for like year and a half or two years. And throughout year, like even though we never met, it's like we bond with each other so bad because we're like relying on each other Mm -hmm. and i have a this 
bad experience. It's not myself, but it's like about my friend. Like, so she was uh create a group chat and she got like framed, I think, and she was like getting hated for no reason. And like this person in the group chat was like making fake comment about him. So I think there can be jealousy, um, hate mm-hmm. happen in the group chat. But I, I feel like if you genuinely rely on each other, I feel like the group chat can be good. You know, mm-hmm. like the, there's a genuine connection if you like rely on each other. Mm-hmm. So it's just about like mm, more of like putting yourself out there and connecting with more people to see who you really like click with. Yeah, because not you're not going to like connect with everyone, you know? Right, right. Because like not everyone's going to like you. Every Not everyone's going to love you. You just got to like try and see. You just got to like hit and see just how experience how this person's like how this person went through hear about the story like genuinely try to connect with your personal story you know okay thank you yeah um so are there any topics that we didn't discuss already that you want to talk about Mm. oh i want to look at the asian flirting okay you can get into that i feel like asian flirting it's too, like, flirting culture itself is so, like, um, people get so bored and just people just flirt. And mm-hmm. one side catch um, feeling and other side is just, like, eh, just player, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's the one side is just really hurt. And then that person is, like, in their, like, whole phase and it's, like, hurting others. Mm-hmm. It's, like, cycle of harmfulness, you know? because mm-hmm. it well i've seen it too so like i know exactly what you're talking about yeah it can be playful and harmful you know okay yeah yeah for sure it it just depends like how far either side goes i guess um it's more like is try and see because mm-hmm. me personally i got hurt before so i think everyone got hurt before yeah by this one person you randomly talk for a day and just gone magically mm-hmm. Oh, but I feel like you talk for a day and just like genuinely miss them, but you just mm-hmm. like mo- eventually move on. Because mm-hmm. it's just about like clicking with the right person. Yeah, it's a, it's always about clicking with the right person. Like, you know, like if I click with this person, we're going to date and see how it goes. I feel like the, what's it called? Dating talking stage got so like toxic you know what i mean mm-hmm. it used to be more like i talked to this person and like you know like it's so much cuter you know it's so much like yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> I, you know? yeah I know what you're saying yeah it's so much cuter and so many so much amazing but it's like now it's like so toxic and it's like so bad i yeah. it's just ba- based on my personal experience it's just so bad and like what i saw from what i've seen it's more like within the stereotypical like toxic Asian friend group that's talked about online it's kind of just like checking people off the list in the friend groups to like like no no yes yes whatever but oh, yeah, yeah I, I, I totally see what you're saying about just like like it being more intimate and like intentional I guess mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. I feel like it's so much harder to date right now 
because people are so toxic. But I feel like, well, because of the online social media, I feel like it's so much easier to make friends and genuine connection. You know, back to the topic, you know, it's yeah. so much easier to make friends if you have just like, oh, this person look cool. I'm going to text them, send them a message and see how it goes. Yeah, it's just so amazed me how easy somebody can bond with someone. Right. I think I love that about that. It's, I just love how. Just the ability to connect with everyone. Yeah, memory's ability to connect to other people. I think that's amazing. Okay, thank you. Do you want to sign yourself off? Um, it was G1. Bye bye. <gasps> Hello. 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 Okay, my name's Sunny, and I'm Viet. Yeah, I'm Vietnamese. Hi, Sunny. <laughs> Hi, Matthew. <laughs> okay, so jumping right in, what do you think? Like, is there a difference? What do you think about either or both of them? Um, online Asian friend groups versus in-person Asian friend groups. To be honest, I I kind of do think there's, like, a difference, but only subtly. And, mm-hmm. like, because, like, online, those, those are, like, that's, like, a, like, online Asian friend groups are kind of, like, people who are, like, kind of, like, popular, and they try to base off their friend group on that, and they make group chats off that. Mm-hmm. while in person are like people you meet like all your friends at school and stuff and it's just like I don't know how to explain it you know mm-hmm. I, I talked to like a, a lot of different people about this but it's more like when it's online it's more of a status thing yeah exactly yeah that's what and I'm... yeah I was talking to someone else like just about mutuals you know like mm-hmm. it's based off of that and not really off of like like knowing the person whereas in person Asian friend groups are we said it was like you just have that cultural connection and then it just builds it in an Asian friend group whether you like it or not. Yeah. Online is more like a status. Like if you've seen like like popular TikTok creators, they make it off their status and like how how many followers they've had. Mm-hmm. While as in person are like people that you based off your like like you build connections with. hmm This is low key like Asian hype house. Hype house that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. Asian house, yeah. So moving on to the next question, just going like right into it, is the flirting that we all know too well? Um, uh-huh. is it harmful? Is it playful? Is it both? Is it something else? You know, because TikTok is loving to talk about that right now. Can I make a personal connection to this? Yes. Do whatever you okay. need to do. So what I've seen is that it really depends on how like whatever friend group you're in, because like. It can be harmful and it can also be really playful at the same time. Like, mm-hmm. um, in a friend group that I used to be, friend group quote unquote, it was like, it was like if you saw two people flirting, everyone in that friend group would like, like push those two to be together. Like, oh, these two people are mutually flirting, and then everyone mm-hmm. be like, oh, you two should date, and then those two will probably start texting more and more, but that will come to an outcome like, oh, one person's probably not going to like the other person because it was more of like a forced flirting relationship rather than them actually building connection to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, it, it disrupts everything, you know? Mm-hmm. So it just really depends on how like the flirting inside their friend group starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think there's like the, like the flirting we know all too well is, do you think there's a difference between 
flirting in an in-person Asian friend group and in online friend group, or is it pretty much the same effect? Um, I think, it, like, personally, it, it has the same effect because, like, when I when I had my online friend group full of, like, Asian people, it mm. was, like, well, I mean, okay, it was more playful online because there was no, like, like, person, like, no personal, what's the word? personal outcome like mm-hmm. when you when you go out like online you're texting you're just texting right but mm-hmm. then you go out you're your own person there's no there's no like oh, i forgot i forgot the word but there's there's no oh, like filter yeah there's no filters like it doesn't really matter but then mm-hmm. when it's in person like you're seeing this person in person you're seeing this person right you're seeing them like mm-hmm. in person you're with them you're hanging out with them and that could have like a toll on both both parties mm-hmm. yeah i totally see that because like like over text you don't really care what you yeah, say because exactly. you're not really looking at the person in the eye yeah. yeah i totally get that okay so do you want to talk about any personal experiences you had with these friend groups that are memorable good bad in between funny i don't know i guess just like i like personally i've been a, in a lot of asian friend groups mm-hmm. and the reason why i say a lot is because they usually do end up like 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 we do end up splitting up because of like dating or like drama inside which mm-hmm. is just kind of like really um i don't know it's just really dramatic or more dramatic than it should have been mm-hmm. you know so it's like i guess we can go into a different question about this but i wrote down are they considered toxic and dangerous just because people know it's disposable it's like surface level and it's just a, like a status representing friend group yeah that, that's mm-hmm. yeah that's technically how i see it yeah Mm-hmm. okay are there any other questions or topics that we did not cover that you want to talk about i don't think so mm-hmm. okay you sure uh, i'm pretty sure <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you sunny and chris matthew thank you bye-bye bye-bye uh hi i'm anthony and um i'm filipino yeah so this man, Anthony, here, he's very critically acclaimed in this category, <laughs> in this topic. Okay, let me let me tell you, because I know he's not going to tell you himself. He has like 60K on TikTok and like 30K on Instagram almost. But he's a stretch. But you're like there. You're there. Like, what okay. is it? 200 followers going to make a difference about? Okay. 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 Yeah. Don't humble yourself now. Like, this is this is your time. Okay. <laughs> These questions that I specifically catered towards him answering is because he's had experience in this kind of field, <laughs> this field of social media. So we'll just we'll just jump right in. And the first question is, how do you think this connects to the hashtag 06, hashtag Boba, hashtag Keshi, TikTok subculture? That whole scheme of like TikToker specific audios, whatever. Um, the whole root of just how they became famous in general, I felt like just started off with a lot of people fetishizing and romanticizing East Asians specifically. Mm-hmm. And this growth of East, like this growth of romanticization and fetishization just like started like growing like w- within like just random people like on the internet. Like it's, mm-hmm. I feel like it started off with, I don't want to like burst anyone's bubble, but like it really is the truth. But it started off with, korean pop and just mm-hmm. like i'm i'm in my experience like 
from around like 2019 to 2020, I saw like a sudden boost of popularity that K-pop was gaining. And with like whether you're liking it or not, the selling point of K-pop was the visuals. If BTS didn't have the faces that they have, or just like it was a faceless group that made music and no one knew their identities, they wouldn't have become as popular as they were now. Like it's not a bad thing or a good thing. It's just the truth. Like that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And where I feel like this like whole like idea of like, oh, um, you should have like an attractive face to go with like something or just like an attractive face in general has like sort of normalized the idea like everyone is like attractive or like we should like praise everyone that just looks good. And this slowly like uh, just started like bleeding into like just ra- um, random people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Like uh, for me, I just started posting like lip sync TikToks on, well, on TikTok. And I didn't like expect anything like much of it. Just like I was just doing it because I thought I looked good. And suddenly I just got a whole bunch of boost of like people like following me, commenting like, oh my God, you're you're so hot. You're like, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And it, at first it was like a boost of like confidence for me, but then I realized like why people were doing it because mm-hmm. they knew, they knew, they knew I was Asian and they knew that like, um, that the only reason that they were like liking my content was just because I was attractive. And if mm-hmm. I didn't look the way I did, or if I didn't look the way I am now, I, no one would, like, interact with me. Mm-hmm. This whole rise of this um, section of TikTokers was only because people saw how interactive the content was for, like, um, just for people to, like, lip sync to the camera and knowing that they, like, look, like, somewhat attractive or just conventionally attractive a lot of people just started doing it knowing that like oh i'm gonna get a bunch of likes from this oh i'm gonna uh i'm gonna get it. just a lot of like interaction a lot of engagement be- mm-hmm. only just from this and it's like an easy like thing to do like um the only important thing you need to have is to look good and it's the sad truth but like it's the truth at the end of the day mm-hmm. yeah i didn't it's like it's kind of like it's hard to think about but i don't know mm-hmm. that's just how it is <laughs> you hit really really good points like i have not one person on this entire episode well you're going to be the second interview but not one person in the rest of the episode covered something that like deep of a topic but it was interesting because when you were talking about how like the rising fetishization of like east asian culture and people it yeah. it was interesting because now on tiktok it's seen as like a like a like elitism in yes, a way like um i feel like during like well before quarantine or just like before like the sudden like change that quarantine mm-hmm. like had uh a lot of people didn't really like like they thought of they thought k-pop was like weird and they thought like right. anime weird but like it was like such a niche thing but now it's become so mainstream and this like um like just having this section of like like east asian like faces like being recognized it has like 
it just boosted every other East Asian like face to be mm-hmm. like not praised. Like they could be the worst person. They could be the worst person personally, but like just because they look East Asian and they're like attractive, people will like them nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And it's really it's really sucks. Oh well, it and it started off with like the fetishization of Korean, uh, like Korean pop, like Korean idols, then to Korean people, then it just went to like any East Asian person, like ever, mm-hmm. and it's really weird. Yeah, yeah, because I, I totally feel like, and I, I don't think I've said this on the record ever yet, but <clears throat> I feel like these Asian friend groups whether they like to admit it or not i feel like they come to like they congregate together like they meet to content create like whether they're a content creator or not i think because they all come together because of their them being conventionally attractive to like how east asian beauty standards line up with white beauty standards in yes the modern world if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so it's just like another like hype house like they all like, oh, yeah. meet up that like they have this like social media engagement and they all meet up knowing that like oh we're all here for the we're all famous on tiktok for the same reason and right. people would like to see us together because we all are attractive and they just they would like it they would interact with it nonetheless right and again like that's how the subculture just got bigger and bigger because more people were doing mm-hmm. this by the way the people at home, if you don't know what the hype house is, it it's like a it was a really big influencer house in 2020, and they got together and they just made dances for like a good year and they ran the app. Yeah, it was an experiment. That was a time. Okay, it was a time. <laughs> Moving on to kind of similar, we're staying some kind of on the same topic, but what are your thoughts on quote unquote mutuals, which is just like. Asians following Oof. other Asians just because they're Asian. Like, it's Asian networking in a way. What What are your thoughts on that? No, I feel like I have, like, a lot of authority to talk about this question because exactly. well, I'm, like, a person that this question talks about because when I first started gaining followers on Instagram and, like, TikTok, my first instinct was to go through, like, all the followers and follow back people that had just as much followers as I did and just as much of, like, a base like a platform that i did Mm -hmm. and or like even like people that like followed me that like had more followers than i did i would just follow them just because they were more famous but one of the main points of emphasis is that like most not all but most of these like quote-unquote popular followers that like i would follow back primarily asian people and i it's not what like i like, it's not because I, like, wasn't following, like, non-Asian or non-East Asian, like, creators on Instagram and TikTok. It's just the majority of them that were following me were Asian. And right. I, like, I thought it was a thing at first until I started to realize that, like, they weren't here to, like, be friends with me. They were here to, like, gain followers that, like, gain the followers that I had because they're also asian i don't know if that like if there's like a direct tie to that but just feel like it also has like um to do with a sense of like familiarity and comfortability that i was like um 
where people would just follow someone because they're the same ethnicity or like the same like race mm-hmm. and if um i was like i was thinking about this like earlier i'm not sure if this is like the time to mention it but where is it um i felt like a lot of people were would interact or like meet like talk to like um people that like they feel they're like they have similar backgrounds and common interest and interestingly enough like similar like faces similar facial features mm-hmm. and this could honestly like we find the safe option to go for people who are like ourselves as we feel like we have like a higher chance of like quote unquote game even though most of these followers that i followed i don't interact with most of them i do interact with a lot of them but not enough to say where i could like call them like friends acquaintances maybe but friends i don't talk to them as much as like talk to like my actual friends like mm-hmm. in real life and um i don't i really don't understand like what that whole purpose of just like uh following all these like just only Asians other than the fact to like get more people to look at your page cuz mm-hmm. in most cases they'll uh follow me and then they'll start tagging me in their posts and I'll mm-hmm. be like oh okay I'll start tagging them in their posts and it will like start merging our followers it's it'll start merging our likes and it'll start like equaling out like the fan base or like the not the fan base but like the platform that we both have and like it's kind it's really weird to like think about that i've like i thought it was normal at first i think i mentioned this before but like i thought it was normal to like do all these things because mm-hmm. i i wasn't like kate i originally i wasn't catered to like doing this whole like influencer thing mm-hmm. and but now I like realize like this stuff is kind of weird to like do like you're using other people's like um fame or in their platform to like build yours basically. Yeah. I definitely think it's completely a networking thing like I noticed yeah. too like a lot of Asian creators just follow Asian creators or like people that look like them. Yes. And I don't know it's more I feel like as bad as it is to say but i feel like you're staying within your niche even if your niche is yeah. being attractive asian like that's your niche whether yeah. it's you it's like, like it or not, i feel like it's just the principle of it like if i was let's say like a food content creator i right. would probably would also be following other food content creators to get the same like action that they do if they like manage to like um and inter- like if they manage to like me and like we start like i don't know collaborating or just like we start interacting with each other more we start like mentioning each other more on our pages it'll give us mm-hmm. it'll give each other like our own like followers to like get off of or is that the right i don't mm-hmm. know if that's the right word but like we share <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so do you think that well not do you think but the idea of mutuals and kind of just slowly starting to interact with one given creator or one given account, like more and more and more. Do you like, have you seen 
these very stereotypical toxic Asian friend groups happen, or is it just more of like a content creation kind oh, of? No, yeah, group? I I have definitely. There's I'm not sure if it was like a if they were friends before, but uh, there's definitely like people that I followed that um, I've noticed also followed other Asian creators, and they like made posts with each other. They like went to like hang out with each other in real life. I went to go meet them and I I'm not entirely sure on like what they're doing like behind the scenes like whether the whether or not they're the same like demographic of like quote-unquote toxic Asian friend groups mm-hmm. as what we know as but I know that there's a lot of um there's a lot of like friends that I've made and a lot of like f- like many like friend groups I'm not like I'm not active in most of them anymore, but like little mini friend groups that I would partake in only because I follow them because they're Asian. Mm-hmm. And you're I'm, bringing like, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, uh, I'm just saying like, I'm not like, I didn't, I'm not like a full, I'm not fully experienced like with like online Asian friend groups because mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't, I stopped like, interacting with my followers and like my following like really like early into my I don't know career (laughs) I don't know I don't want to call it a career but like into like having this account like I stopped like making that my priority I like found it difficult to like connect to someone just because we're both like in the same like business you know a lot of people so far um, that I've interviewed with, they talked a lot about just having that initial cultural connection that makes it so easy to click with these friend groups, toxic or not. Yes. But you're bringing like an entirely new different like demographic of these friend groups. Like you're bringing <laughs> influencer culture into this. Like this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another thing that I notice is that once um, I'm not you, I'm not sure if like a lot of people have seen them, but there will be like um post like instagram posts that i see like you know the like the collaboration like option yes on like instagram where like it would show on both of your guys's feeds mm-hmm. um a lot of people a lot of these like content creators would use this feature just to post like photos of themselves so like mm-hmm. it would be it would be like a they will call it a collab and it would just be photos of both of them. Like, not together. Mm-hmm. They live in separate places, but they post, they take photos of themselves and they make a post of, to, like, their photos, like, together. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was, like, the strangest thing. No, yeah. First. And I still do because it's, like, you're, you know that um, the only reason you're getting likes is because of your face. And mm-hmm. this like whole like collaboration thing of just like, oh, let's collab because let's collab by posting photos of ourselves together on one post. Mm-hmm. That seems like such like a like an odd like thing to be creating content for. No, yeah. And, like collaborating with. Like I would collaborate with someone like, oh, I'm using the food, like, um, thing again but like <laughs> i would like collaborate with someone and making our own recipe mm-hmm. together but 
collaborating and using that like feature just to like post photos seems so like um they're just like fishing for likes essentially no, yeah. a I lot of people with that. a lot of people that uh might watch this episode um might like get mad at me for this but it really is the truth <laughs> and it's kind of it's bad <laughs> I've been saying this from day one, too. It's kind of just, like, people who, like, make insane sums of money just from their physical features being presented online. Like, it's just a concept I can't comprehend. It's a concept that's, like, really odd. Like, I get modeling because that's a professional business. But we're we're talking about posting images. The looks are what drag you in. And, like, the personality is what makes you stay. I feel Mm. like we've started to use this like whole like mindset with just like making friends or just like interacting with people we're only making friends with people we think are pretty now and Mm -hmm. we think are like conventionally attractive 100 percent. (laughs) odd i've been saying that like (laughs) it it, it really is just odd Mm -hmm. i just don't get it no yeah me too but because you mentioned toxic that reminds me Okay, so the Asian friend group phenomenon is known to be, like, toxic and quote-unquote dangerous, but do you think, like, this is toxic and dangerous just because people know that it's a disposable, surface-level group that just, like, represents status, if that makes sense? Um, I yeah. I feel like knowing that this, like, friend group that you've established is like disposable you can get away with like doing a lot of like things that are considered not loyal and like since you've never established that like tight connection to these people you're just like oh i can do whatever i want anyways because it doesn't matter like i'm i can just ghost them and then nothing will happen Mm -hmm. that's like a really good point that like uh, a lot of these like asian friend groups are like taking into account we're like um more more so like the ones that are not so close-knit a close close-knit ones i can like that's another topic but like Mm -hmm. the ones where like they're only friends because they're attracted to each other it's not more it's not a friend group per se it's more of like a circle to like hook up with each other Mm -hmm. and it's a circle that like oh since um we've like they use the status of like friends as to like build up their reasoning to like start dating someone like oh i've uh i'm friends with you so i feel like i like quote unquote got to know you which means i can start like flirting or like start dating you like Hmm. and that's what makes a lot of these groups really toxic is because it's not a friendship it's just a hookup circle Mm -hmm. for people to like um get like I, I don't know. Like, they they only are in here because of their own personal gain. No, yeah, that's a really good, like, point. Like, a standalone sentence. Because, especially you were talking about earlier how you, you're lured in for looks, but you stay for personality. Okay. So, now that we've talked about the kind of the main topics that I know you had a lot of insight on, and you brought a great side of influencer culture and, like, the real story behind it, but... Now, do you want to either talk about 
some of your personal experiences or just any topics that we didn't cover yet? Um, if you, let's say you still continue to be friends with like is specifically only Filipino groups, like a Filip- like a friend group of just like strictly only Filipino people and you yourself are Filipino. Um, having that like demographic or just like having like the, like only like one singular perspective, obviously there's like very different, like different from the person, but like one similar, similar or like singular like perspective on like race and ethnicity. In most cases, they feel like it's fine to like start talking bad about other races or like other ethnicities because mm-hmm. they know that they can get away with it because if everyone agrees to the, if everyone agrees with the same opinion it, they're just going to keep going on and on and on and right. it's going to spiral down into like they like start normalizing it in their head where like mm-hmm. oh this is this is what i think is normal they feel comfortable with being openly racist towards ethnic groups because there's no one around to like defend them Exactly. No, no one around to like defend the the ethnic group groups that they're like talking bad about, right. and it's real. It's like that's another. I've been saying I've been saying this a lot, but like that's another like big point that people are making with all the stitches of like the original TikTok that made this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people are ra- like raising like awareness to the fact that most of these friend groups are extremely racist because they only have like one perspective and if they all end up agreeing to like one point of view they're all gonna start like directing like towards at least a positive or a negative and most of them go towards the negative like aspects which is right well racism okay um number one hashtag perspective okay hashtag perspective (laughs) but also Number two, when you were mentioning like racism and the the fact that they only have like a homogenous like sense of ideas, I guess. Yes. And there's only one perspective into the group. It like that that clicked for me because I know so many Asian people and I know so many or well, I know so many people, so many Asian people like personally or like just socially like i've seen on social media like screenshots and stuff they just mm-hmm. throw around the n-word like there's no tomorrow yeah, for example oh, oh don't even mention it <laughs> don't even mention and it. there's and there's no like for example there's no black person in the group to yeah kind of just ha- be there mm-hmm. and, like because they're just not around other people yeah it can't it doesn't even like have to be like the exact same ethnicity it could just be like like a very like group of like just asian exactly asian group like just an asian like friend group like what it originally is but like just even if it's like as simple like as diverse as that they like in most cases well i don't want to like generalize every single asian friend group but like the, Mm -hmm. the friend groups that we're talking about like it's all just like they get used they get used to like um saying all these things with no repercussions and they get used to like saying it um knowing that they're like hidden in the dark mm-hmm. and like they're getting they're gonna if someone like says something about it or like they find out and says something about it they know that they're gonna get defended by other people because they think that what they're doing is right 
Right. Or even if they think what they're doing is wrong, they know that there's going to be other people that are there to defend them when something goes wrong, when someone calls them out on it. It's it's a vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah. And I I totally... This is kind of off-topic-ish, but I totally like understand if someone genuinely thinks, like, for example, slurs are kind of... Like, if you take it away from the original context, it's just another word. But it's just the fact that you take it and run with it to one specific demographic or group. And you kind of just, like, you use it in secrecy, if if we were going to talk about slurs. Um, Just, like, well, any, like, slurs in general. Like, any... um... Oh, oh, that's where I was going. Sorry. Like, since it's only one perspective... Uh, a lot of these like groups they don't they either don't like generally know like the history of like why it's bad or they just don't care <laughs> mm-hmm. in yeah. most cases they just don't care but like since they're so limited on like who they like talk to there's a lot of like again perspectives that they are they aren't taking account taking into account because uh, not because, which leads, which leads them into just like thinking that what they're doing or what they're saying and how they're acting is normal. Mm-hmm. And um, and if even if they think it's like not normal, and there's a lot of like these groups and like what they're doing is like problematic or they're gonna get canceled, they just that's why they hide in secrecy because they don't want they don't want to ruin their reputation per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful. We've been looking. Okay. This is for the audience, but I've been saying beautiful, beautiful. And I know it is something like culturally significant, but neither of us can remember it. So if you remember it, you know where to find us. Yes. Please let us know. Please. We're really desperate. We've been searching far and wide and Mm -hmm. nothing has come. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have any last thoughts? Any last words? Um, no. <laughs> I basically, uh, I basically no. touched on like most of the things that I want to. Oh, um, I mean, like one little like small point that I wanted to make that if if, if there's like uh like an Asian friend group, let's say that has like one or like two um non-asian people or just like someone of like a different ethnicity than like the majority Mm -hmm. um a lot of them are considered as well the token friend because they're like different and they Mm -hmm. but they're still in this friend group but if the main uh if the main point of this friend group being like alive is that you guys have like similar like cultural cultural experiences then how how would i how would those like token friends feel like knowing Mm -hmm. that most of the conversations you guys have are like because you guys have similar interests and like let's say you guys like brought this one person into the friend group with that has like a different perspective how would they feel knowing that like they can't like they can't relate to the conversations you guys are having and they can't relate or they can't like just like pitch in Mm -hmm. so it makes it like less genuine 
yeah it makes it less genuine than it already is <laughs> and that's uh like that's another thing that like a lot of people on tiktok were like mentioning like oh um i wasn't i was a part of an like an asian only friend group but i was like not asian or i was like mm-hmm. i don't know i was white i was white i was a little i was white and i was in this asian friend group and they would only talk about things that i really couldn't relate to and it made me feel left out basically what a lot of people were saying Mm-hmm. yes and okay very bad <laughs> <laughs> last two words very bad okay thank you anthony thank you matthew this was Please. amazing you gave us everything and more you gave us <laughs> an appetizer entree a side and a dessert and a drink i hope like this reaches like the demographic that i needed to reach mm-hmm. that yes. would be a M A Z I N G, right? It would be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you, Anthony. Bye. Oh. Okay, bye. Um, um, hi, my name is Giselle and I'm Filipino. Uh and I'm Cha Cha. I'm also Filipino. We have kind of like three ish topics, but you guys can talk about whatever other topics that aren't highlighted so the first thing we're gonna cover is why do you like i'm I'm sure you guys have seen like the asian friend group phenomenon why do you think it's specifically like east asian and southeast asian um i personally just think it's like southeast or like east asian people because actually wait i don't know I have I have an answer. I have an answer. So, me personally, I think that it's just because, like, I feel like we could all just relate to each other in a certain way. Or, like, mm-hmm. and, like, also, another one of your topics, like, this also connects with one of your other topics. Like, the racism within our, like, our, like, ethnicity <laughs> or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we could all just connect to each other with that because it's all the same. Like, we all get called the same shit. Mm-hmm. Mm. so yeah a lot of like everyone else that i interviewed talked about this but it's it's just like that initial cultural connection that makes it so easy to like have the whole thing mm-hmm. yeah so w- well we can just piggyback off of that and like just talk about the racism and colorism that a lot of people on tiktok are talking about because i know you guys are hearing this stuff too so what do you guys think about that or like why I'm gonna be completely honest with you, bro. Because like I have a whole friend group that's full of Filipinos. I'm so like <laughs> Am I gonna get canceled? I'm so, like... Say whatever you want. I'm so like racist. <laughs> We're all racist to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be calling them Jolly Bee Munchers, bro. <laughs> like that's how we be connecting to each other. Like we be racist to each other and that's how we be connecting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't been nice to one Filipino. (laughs) I'll be completely honest with you. Like, that's how I make friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Giselle over here calls me a swimmer. (laughs) I call her, like, a little islander. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, something common that I've seen a lot is just the reason why these friend groups exist and why they, like, pop up out of nowhere and they just like people connect instantly is because of the cultural connection and how they can just like be comfortable in that sense I guess Mm -hmm. so other than that 
how do you like I know you guys have been in these type of friend groups before, but how do they or how would they connect besides just the cultural connection? I mean, I feel like it's just like it's just the initial chemistry that you have with people. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like not all Asians get along. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, a lot of the times Asians do be getting along, but I don't know. I feel like if you just connect with that friend group, if you just connect with the with the people that you're around, then you have a good friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's more like matching like the whole vibe of the other people. Mm-hmm. Because, like, if I'm being completely honest with you, like, those Asian friend groups, like, if it's a girl and a boy, like, if it's, like, mixed genders, right, in the friend Mm -hmm. group, it's, like, they're just, they just talk more because they're all flirting with each other. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of flirting. It's a whole lot of flirting. But then if it's just girls, it's, like, there's so much drama. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of, like, um, how do I put this? Like, you, it's just a bunch of trial and error with whatever friend groups and mutuals that you connect with, because, like... Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. Do you think... Well, because we were kind of just on the topic, what do you think about just, like, the flirting that we all know goes on? <laughs> on in the, in the <laughs> okay, so for the flirting thing, it's, like... Okay, low-key, like, I just... Me, personally, I used to just wear it, like, as a joke. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there would be some times where they flirt back, and then that's when I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's just, like, a friendly type of flirting, but sometimes it can go, like, way more than just that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, past that, do you guys want to talk about any memorable good or bad personal experience with these friend groups or something that has happened within them no name <laughs> dropping obviously <laughs> you said no name dropping no well, name okay dropping. well you can i'm just you know no wait no giselle we can't name drop we can't no, do that i'm not name dropping yeah we can't do that we can't do that one <laughs> but you know what i will say a lot of these bitches be toxic these bitches mm-hmm. be so toxic think they can just talk shit like behind your back and you won't find out like y'all stupid because that's not how this works mm-hmm. yeah because <clears throat> like if i'm gonna be honest the drama doesn't even happen because like like at this point it's not even like a one girl in the friend group doesn't like the other girl just because i feel like it's more of like jealousy in between the friend groups which is like why that makes them like toxic like that Exactly. And a lot of the time, too, it's a lot of, like, he said, she said, like, there's, like, Asian friend groups can be real toxic, like, yeah, your words will get twisted, like, your words can get twisted sometimes, and then it'll just ruin the dynamic of the friend group. Mm -hmm. Literally, like, they have, they can have receipts and still cut off, like, part of the thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's horrible. (laughs) So I, I talked to Dion about this, but there's like, I don't want to say like this phenomenon, but like, have you guys been in like a sub friend, like a sub group chat from like past the main group chat that like stuff about other people in like yeah. this? Yeah, because um, you know how we have this one Vegas group chat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's 
um that's when all the red flag stuff happened mm-hmm. and you know how there are like also some other people that we didn't like in there because we found out some stuff about them mm-hmm. that's when we made another group chat to talk about it mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we ended up going back into the main group chat yeah yeah so it was kind of just like not weeding out like making it more exclusive because of some like just trying to keep it as like good as possible the group chat exactly like keeping, yeah. keeping the energy good keeping the like vibes positive first but then mm-hmm. like we don't want that negative shit like it's just a waste of time mm-hmm. <laughs> i think um a <clears throat> lot of the talk around asian group chats is like it's just a, a bunch of negative stuff and from the interviews that i've done Everybody's saying pretty positive stuff. It's just the few toxic people that, like, ruin the entire idea of one. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Asian friend groups, they are fun because everybody's, like... Like, we were talking about earlier. Like, we're all connected with, like, the same vibe and everything. And because of that, it's, like, the whole group is, like, extroverted. So it becomes more fun that way. hmm It's just the drama. hmm Looking, like... From if you were to look on the outside and just like, for example, see videos of people in like that have these group. Like I remember seeing a video. It was just this entire Asian group chat meeting, like in like IRL, and everyone was like, in the comments, they were like, "Oh, they must be so annoying." Like, talk about whatever behind whoever's back. But now, like having this perspective of people who have been in it and realize that, like, ultimately finding out that it's not all toxic is like that's perspective right there like that's what we're all about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh oh the oh wait oh sorry go ahead Giselle. Go no ahead. go child go child okay okay the um the can can they have genuine connections like mm. like yeah they pop out of nowhere but i feel like a lot of the connections are genuine like you're just with a whole bunch of people that that like you know like mm-hmm. that are just there like you can just connect with you like vibe with them they have good energy like a lot of these people are real funny like asians mm-hmm. are comedians for real we're so funny bro, <laughs> we're so <laughs> funny, bro. <laughs> like you know it's just it's just all about having fun and just like trying to make memories you know mm-hmm. yeah. and if the connection's not genuine then what are you doing what are you doing wasting your right, time right that's what i'm saying like why be friends if like like at that point, just don't be friends anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, for the thoughts on neutrals one about Asians following other Asians just because they're Asian, mm-hmm. that was a lot of Asian in one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I don't know about other people, but me personally, the only reason why majority of my following is Asian is because that's just like my type. And, like, I connect with, like, Asians more than other people, if you know what I mean. Because, like, with other people, like, I can't say nothing too bad or I'm going to get canceled. Right, right. Like, with Asians, I can say whatever I want because that's my people, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, some of them are my people. But, <laughs> but yeah. Okay, well... Thank you guys for coming on and talking about this and giving amazing insight. Do you guys have any last words before your execution? Um. Mm. Um. 
<laughs> okay, guys, great okay. talk. But <laughs> I have one. I have one. I have one. I have one. It's uh, it's more of like a don't let other people's opinion like affect how you see different types of friend groups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have to say. Yeah, like don't be changing your perspective just because other people are saying some shit. Like, mm-hmm. go find out for yourself. If you're so like curious about it, go find out for yourself. Like, we're not that scary. We may look intimidating, but y'all could come up to us. You can approach us, you know? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. That was th- Those were, like, great last words, actually. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Bye. Signing off. You're welcome. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Good or bad, good or bad. Oh shit, my dog. Hello. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hold on. <laughs> Give it a second. Just cut this part out, right? <laughs> okay. Let's wait. Just wait. Keep waiting. <laughs> I might put this part at the end. That's like a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I think, I think you're. Give you it might. a second, guys. Give it a second, guys. Come on. That's it? Are we cool?